show. Hello everyone and welcome to the late night YSA show with myself, <laughs> Lewis Taylor and your favourite Elders Quorum president, <laughs> Anthony Dayton. Oh yeah, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> and so this show is going to be a weekly thing. Um, <laughs> it's going to be the general podcast for the ward um, at the moment where we're going to, um, I suppose, discuss different things, different topics. We're going to have um, a guest on each week, hopefully, from the ward. Yeah. Um, and basically, the way the show is going to be formatted is, uh, you know, introduction each week. Um, we have a certain set of announcements. We'll um, we'll play music as well. Yeah, we'll play music. Yeah. Um, we'll have a song by picked by myself, one by Anthony, and then one by the guest each week. But this week there's not a guest, so I guess I I'm lucky and get to. We're, we don't have a good enough budget for that yet. Yeah. So <laughs> we're still working on Bishopric with that one. Yeah. We'll get there. So um, I suppose. Well, did I miss something? Yeah, the format of the show. So we might have like certain games in the future, like you know, as you hear on other podcasts or radio stations. But at the moment, keeping it simple, keeping it um steady. So um, yeah, I think um that's very much it for the introduction of the show. I think the show will change a lot as we go on. Mm. Um, I think. Cause it, like we're still learning like this is you know it's the first time we feel fairly confident about doing it but obviously yeah it will change because we're going to get more experience but um the main thing is for you guys to just enjoy it and uh just something for you guys to listen to whenever you're working whenever you're you know traveling whatever in the bath in the bath <laughs> in the bath um, <laughs> if anyone is listening to this in the bath please do tell us i'm the most interesting place anyone's ever heard my voice yeah right i can already this. tell this is gonna be brilliant uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah bear with us Right. Um, do you want to? Yeah. So we've got some announcements. Um, just some general ward stuff. So, first one we've got a yeah, temple trip on the third of August next Friday, and that will be at seven o'clock. We will meet at the temple in Preston. So if you need transport or if you need a temple recommend interview, you can talk to Lewis or you know any member of a bishopric, and that can get organised. Um, state conference that'll be on the f- Sunday the 5th of August and that's in the Manchester South building so it starts at around 10 or 10 30 um, we'll probably announce it sometime anyway so don't worry about that there'll be a couple of people meeting here um, beforehand if you want to get there um, if, if you don't know how to get there um, mm. you can come with them on the bus yeah because there's like one bus that just goes like well, I think it's like a 40 minute journey or something yeah so, so it's not too difficult to get to. Yeah. Um, so there's a trip going to Slovenia for all you mid-singles out there. Um, it's on Wednesday the 15th of August until the 18th of August. All you have to do is make sure you get to Venice on the Wednesday and then like I think everyone's flying over to Slovenia. I don't know. Venice. I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> First get to Venice, then you go into Slovenia, you go on a European tour. Um, so if you can't find... Very a wife ro- or a husband that way. <laughs> I don't know how you will. <laughs> that's kind of rough, actually. Oh, that's pretty brutal. It's very romantic, the city of Venice, so highly recommend. Never been, but I've seen it on films, <laughs> and they're always, like, uh, in the lake. So. so definitely try and get there. Um, there's a convention up in North... I don't know where Northampton is. There's a convention in Northampton from Friday the 7th until the 9th of September. Um, tickets are available now, so you can find that on Facebook. Uh... Oxford Ball, that's on the 22nd of September at 8 o'clock down in Oxford. And the last one there is a convention in Huddersfield from Friday the 19th of October until the 21st. And they don't yet have tickets available nor a time schedule, so, um, you know, book that one based on faith, I guess. But that should be pretty good. It's been good in the past few years, so. Yeah. Um, that's it for announcements, I'm pretty sure. Oxford Ball last year, what do you think of that? Uh... Interesting. That was your first time going, wasn't that it? That was my first ever convention. Your first ever Yeah, that was my first ever convention. Yeah. What did you think? I've, well, it was a bit awkward for me because I just like moved into the world a little bit and yeah. still getting to know everyone. Yeah. And I, well, obviously, like, I don't know. When, when you grow up in the church or when... This is how I feel anyway. When you grow up in the church or whether, you know, you've served the mission, mm-hmm. you get knowing a lot of people and networking with a lot of people. So a lot of people I went with going around speaking to people. But yeah. I was like just on my tab, like just sat there, <laughs> yeah. Like, 
also like the the type of music that was being played right oh my days it was like all um it was all grime and like all R and B, which is not what I expected of the first like church yeah. bands. And <laughs> I've not got a problem with those genres, like like some of them songs from them genres. It's just it was just interesting. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, really weird to dance to. I remember uh, I've I've got a video of um David Redpath and he was absolutely boogieing it out to like I think <laughs> Spice Girls or something. Spice Girls. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> when you think about it, it is so weird because. Uh, it's nothing you'd find in a club. It's not something you'd find elsewhere. Like the music we're playing, it is really weird. And that's like one of the biggest criticisms I think with why I say dances. It's like the music being played. Mm. So you always hope there's a good DJ, but you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, what I found, but I've only been to like what three conventions, so I can't mm-hmm. really say. But it's been a similar playlist on the three three conventions I've been to. Yeah. Maybe Man- I might be biased, but like Manchester was a bit different, like slightly different playlist, yeah. but. It was like, you know, your typical song is going to be Mr. Brightside. Mr. That Brightside. Gets that played is played every single time. That is a token and, song. <laughs> um, it might be a while before that gets played on this, uh, on this podcast. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Very last episode. But yeah, um, that's, what, that's my experience. But I did have a really good time last time. Yeah. Well, that's a ball, like, going around with them. The thing which I remember most is the car journey down. Yeah, Because I think, I think the, the, pre, the pre-party, like... Which we had in that bus. It was I think Spencer was driving, and that was just really good fun. Being like I think what it was nine seats or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we arrived late, but I mean that's like standard anyway. But it was good fun going down anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's advised back in town. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> start so oh. for everyone. We started playing um, boys are back in town yeah. when we got into uh, Oxford. When we were going past loads when of we girls dra- as well. Yeah, <laughs> when we got in the car park, when we got in the car park, we were playing it out loud, windows like right down open. I don't know whether oh. we were like oh, definitely. cringe or whether it's like, you know, we yeah. were the boys back the boys, in town. Yeah. That was decent that. And then on the on the drive back I remember it was getting so late. I didn't think I don't think we got back into Manchester oh, yeah. until like four in the what, morning or wasn't something. Wasn't it like it was Saturday we all, night? We all, it yeah, it was night. a Saturday night. Yeah, and we were in church the next day, <laughs> where um, I got dropped off at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then I know yous were still in the car when yeah. I was uh, getting dropped off. So you must have got back at six. Yeah, and then then you had you Bishop come, Rick in the morning. And then I, as well. <laughs> I had Bishop Rick <laughs> at eight five. But yous come in. Uh, but you got dropped off after me, so at least I got an hour's kip in front of you. Yeah, but then like. Uh, that yeah, was everyone so was knackered. I remember Abraham was sleeping during Elder's Quorum. Uh, <laughs> everyone was so tired, though. Yeah. I mean, you get back that late at night. Yeah. But Did a certain member of the ward propose that night? No, so that, that was a story. I think I think it was Hannah Mee who first said this, but maybe it was like a... I'm not sure if it was like a Huddersfield dance or something, but that was a story that went round how um, at this dance, some guy proposed to another YSA in front of everyone right. and I don't even think it was that good of a dance like, it was not like Oxford Ball right it's not like classy is it no, it's not romantic no. is it <laughs> I don't know why you would do that oh my goodness but yeah that happened so I think that was a fear going around that night like oh who's going to get engaged yeah. luckily nobody did because that would have been kind of tacky but you know each to their own eh to, yeah each, each to their, their own, own. <laughs> yeah you do see some weird stuff at dances though like I'm not saying people are proposing but just kind of human behaviours, I think. It's a lot different from anything you'd see anywhere it, else. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, it's interesting for me, like, I don't know if you've been clubbing before or not. No. Like, but, like, it's interesting to see, like, clubbing versus, like, why I say dances. Yeah. It's like... I don't know. It, it's strange, like... For me, it was initially, but then it's like, you get used to, like, having fun sober again because that's the big fear loads of my friends have they're like I can't I can't have fun sober I'm yeah, like yeah. that's all I have fun in yeah like, yeah you, you just sober. learn it like yeah. you learn to have fun sober and it's yeah comes natural but I think uh, I think some people I think <laughs> when alcohol does honestly help people dance but mm. I don't obviously recommend it obviously yeah <laughs> um, but um, I think um I think it's great when you see people actually like dance at conventions and not mm-hmm. being scared or anything. Yeah. Yeah, especially the first dance. The first person to get on the dance floor is always the hardest, I think. Yeah, because it, uh, it does take a bit of time, I think, for a dance to get started. Yeah. Like, you never find everyone there at, like, dot on 8 o'clock. Everyone gets to, like, an hour late. Mm. And then the start, like, you know, the dance starts going. I think that's a problem as well. It's because, like, 
it ends like at one o'clock, maybe latest, mm-hmm. or maybe just twelve. Some conventions, and it's like, you know, you get there say for what nine. Yeah. You've got like what three hours. Yeah. It's like it's not much or not long yeah. to get your eternal companion, is it? No. And the thing, dance. <laughs> oh, I remember last year, Brad. What Brad drove down with Lee Manson. And he only got there for the last 15 minutes of dance. Because his car got a flat tire. That was the most unlucky thing ever. Like, imagine having 15 minutes. Like, you pay all that money. Yeah. First for the ticket, and then for the fuel getting down. And then you arrive late because your car has a flat. Yeah. That's just... And to be honest, I don't even think dancers are that good for meeting people. Like No, no, because you, you want to get talking to the person, don't you? Yeah. And it's like... The music's know. too loud, so you have to go out and... I mean, I've had good conversations at dances, but they've usually been like corridors, like out in the hall. So, um, I don't think they're great places to meet people. I definitely think it's the right place to, um, you know, talk to people who you really know, who you, who you yeah, to have a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But not for meeting people. I think that's where conventions come in. Yeah, conventions are the one. Yeah. I think, um, but I think even conventions is quite difficult because uh, I think people usually stay. Um, in their friendship groups, like on mm. conventions as well. Well, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I don't know because, like, I don't know what it's like down south or like in any other ward. But our yeah. ward seems quite like together. Yeah. Like in terms of like everyone knows each other and it's like very friendly mm-hmm. with each other and stuff. Um, and I think kind of the the friendship groups you find like the Manchester YSA ward. It's like the size of a group you'd find like maybe a stake of yeah. YSA because I I know down in like Bristol stake I've got a few friends down there. Like, their friendship group's, like, you know, five to ten people. But that's, like, standard here in our ward. Yeah. And so I think the dynamic of the ward here is very different from anything you'd find anywhere else. Yeah. So I think that's why at conventions you find, like, you know, the northern lot, they all hang out together, and then, like, the southern lot, it can be a bit separated sometimes. But yeah, but it's just, like, friends, you know, isn't it? Mm. You do that with people you know. Well, yeah. So mm. should we play a song? Yeah. Should we play so you you your song first, right? Oh yeah, my song first. So my song is Video Kill the Radio Star. So let's play it.
that was video killed the radio star by the Buggins. Is that what you can say? Yeah, uh, yeah that, that song was like the first uh, song on uh, MTV. Um, that's that's why the song was made, like Video Killed the Radio Star. If you listen to the lyrics, it's like That was the first that, ever song played? That was no, that was the first ever song that was like had a video on MTV. Oh really? So okay. it was like, you know Quite ra- like, like, like radio like uh, stars like mm-hmm. big in like the seventies and sixties and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like MTV came along and took all that audience away from them. And yeah. so that's why they made that song and played it on MTV. So uh, it's a decent it's song. Decent I think song. everyone knows it. It's as always well. cheesy, cheesy song, but it's a good song. Yeah. So tune. I think Nicki Minaj made like a, a rip off of it no. in like two thousand. You serious? Yeah. What she sampled it or like she she, actually... sa- she sampled it, but it was like it was the tune. I think Will I Am was rapping over it and stuff. But yeah. I can't remember what the, what the song is. I'll look it up. That's a really weird. That's a really weird song to. to I mean, for Nicki sample. Minaj as well. <laughs> I think what. I think Elton John covered it as well at one point. But I mean, for Nicki Minaj to do that, like, <laughs> a very different genre of music, it's really weird. Alright, let me have a look now. Yeah. I always remember um, singing that song on SingStar, which was like, it's like this game you could play on PS2, and like, you'd have microphones as well. Yeah. And like, we'd always sing like songs like that, like, I think from what, like, the 80s and 90s and whatever. Always the best songs to do a karaoke to is 80s and 90s music. Yeah, they're always classics. You will. Over the coming podcast, listens to a lot of 80s songs because I'm playing a lot of songs. <laughs> Maybe I might throw in recent songs. Well, when I say recent, for me it's like two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah. Because like, for I don't know. For me, with music, it's like recent music. I can't get into like mm-hmm. one or two songs will pop out to me, but that's about it. And then like, then like five years will go by, and then I go, oh wait, actually. These songs really didn't annoy me. Like I really liked all these songs. Yeah. Like two thousand and eight. Like listening <laughs> to the same songs every day in school. Yeah. Going to school on the school bus, and it was like Taylor Cruz and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's giving me an headache. And then I play these songs now, and I'm like, oh, these are classics. These. <laughs> 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 but it's like because I'm twenty three and like over like other members are like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. It's like the little bro- like my little brother's age, so it's like. Different, different music taste is what you consider classics. Yeah, I think I think your music taste definitely changes over time. Yeah. Like for me, I used to be a lot into like rock and alternative when I was younger, but now I find like I've gone a bit more into R and B and rap and hip hop and whatever. I like so, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely over time it changes. But I get that feeling like when you listen to, I love that feeling where you haven't listened to a song in ages. And when you hear it, you get like this dopamine hit in your brain because you're like, this, this yeah, was a good this song. This was so good. Like, you know the lyrics <laughs> yeah. and you start singing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, love yeah. it. And love it's like, oh, I don't know whether it's, like, I'm just weird or not, but like when I get to liking a song, yeah. I listen to the same song again and again yeah. and again yeah. and again until I get sick of it and yeah. then I move on to another song. And then I, I like wait a while. To not play that song and then play it again. Yeah. That's what I want people to feel on this podcast. <laughs> I want people to listen to songs that I throw out there and go, that is a sick song. I'll put that on my playlist. Or maybe this was a rubbish song. Yeah. But, you know, if I get a good one out there, then you at least once it again. every three podcasts and that. You'd be happy. Consider it a success, yeah. I've had days, I remember like, I had that last week where, and I'm playing it later actually in this podcast, but, um, I had this song and I was I, I literally listened to it like maybe four or five times a day and like usually I, I go through a whole mix of songs I don't like listen to the same stuff but there are just days where you listen to a song and it, you, it sticks with you like even when you're like yeah, you're yeah. eating food or you're not doing work whatever you still have that song in your head and it doesn't leave you yeah, yeah. or someone will say something or sing a little tune of something yeah. that'll stay in your head all, the, yeah. all day yeah I get that all the time and I think, um, well, the way I listen to music, like, it depends on, like, what mood I'm in. Like, uh-huh. so, if I'm in, like, a, a proper sad mood, I won't listen to, like, rock or, or yeah, something, yeah. or, like, like, an upbeat tune. I'd yeah. listen to something that's actually sad. That's mm. a quite depressing thing to say on the podcast. Yeah. But it's you true. Do, no, you, like, do, it's, you do it to match your mood. Like, yeah. whenever I'm sad, I listen to, like, Mad World by Gary Jules. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it, it fits your mood. Like, I, I couldn't listen to, like... Um, Oh, what's 
what's a you know, like happy yeah something really ha- yeah happy by Pharrell Williams yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to that if I'm like dead depressed it just wouldn't work yeah like he's just not in the mood for it as yeah. well so it's just like <laughs> literally and it doesn't help like if you see your mate sad you wouldn't exactly play happy to him by Pharrell like yeah and if you tried to sing along to it I doubt he would uh but then, like, there's other times where, like, you go to gym or you got running and you ought to go into, like, a proper, like, zoned mood yeah, yeah, and yeah. you want to listen to, like, yeah, like Eminem or Eye something. of a Tiger. Yeah, Eye of the Tiger yeah, or something. The classic song. Yeah. I, I always find art... There's this weird thing where if anyone ever says, like, a song lyric in a conversation, like, they manage to slip it into a conversation. Yeah. I have that song in my head for the rest of the day. If they do, like, like for example, if they do it really subtly, like, um, my sister always says... My, my hands are sweaty, my knees weak. And I just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. arms are sweaty. Like, yeah, and you start singing Eminem, and it's yeah. in your head for the rest of your day. You just can't get it out. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a weird, there must be like a psychological thing. The, the that. one that gets me all the time yeah. with that is when girls say, oh, this girl has got to whip my hair. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I'll whip my hair back, back and, and forth, forth yeah. again and again. I know that people listening to this podcast now are gonna have that song in their head. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, I we apologize. should just play it. We should just play it for them. Oh yeah, we should. <laughs> sure, nah, we're not gonna no, play no. it on this podcast. Don't worry. No. Um, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Back to what I was like researching. Oh yeah. The song was by Nicki Minaj. Check it out. Um, that was interesting. Um, is it called the I same name in that? No, check it out. That was check the Mick off song that she did off Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. So, um, also what we wanted to like um, mention to you is, is that we're going to have um, on the show uh, guests each week. Obviously, we're going to get... Um, we're going to ask questions to these people. And so, if you want to submit questions that you want us <laughs> to ask, then let us know. We yeah. have got a person in mind for next week, but we don't want to say it yet because we've not confirmed whether that person is on the, the show next week. <laughs> bear with us. Um, but we, yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait, should I pause it? Alright. So, cut. Cut, yeah. Uh, so, Nicki Minaj and the checkout song. Um, then that was the rip-off. How well do you think that um, the world knows about, like, different genres of music other than, like, our generation of music, like, or, like... Oh, like, you're talking uh, way like, back in, like, 70s well, and that. not just older ones, but more, like, in terms of diversity of genre. genre. Yeah. Um, I think that... I definitely think there's some members in the ward or were members like I always think of L when I think of music because he'd always played guitar and whatever mm. and like maybe Michael Stan because you know he was in drumming and whatever and you know was other lot but um, I don't I don't I think uh, some members of ward they, they just stick to a certain genre and I say that because I do the same like I don't really branch out too much and I think it's a shame because there's so much good music out there mm. and like we don't really discover it too well you know I, maybe that'd be that'd be quite cool like you know what would be really cool if you had like a ward playlist on Spotify uh, and I, everyone could just add oh, like what a shout different like, like genres of music because I think I think everyone I, I don't think everyone is really into pop or really into rock I think everyone's quite different in their music taste especially in the ward yeah. and we've got like such a diverse ward like you think about you know we've got people from China we've got people from um, Southampton <laughs> we've got people yeah, yeah, from yeah. Ecuador we've got people from Spain and Portugal, I'd be interested to know like what people's music tastes from other countries are. To be fair, yeah, because I'm not quite sure. I'm, well, Spain, Spanish one speaks for itself. Like it's more like rock or like Latino music, yeah. etc. But like Chinese, like I'm not really like what kind of music. I mean, they have K-pop. That's Korea. But that's so Korea. I, I can't, I can't really think of anything. Yeah, big I, I know. In China. I, I know in China they listen to K-pop because mate's Chinese and he mm-hmm. says they listen to it. But you're not allowed to listen to J-pop. Because it was just a thing between the Japanese <laughs> banter, and Chinese, right? yeah. so it's like. But I don't know. That, what wasn't Gangnam Style? Was that from that? Kind that of that's South Korea. That's South Korea again. Yeah. I've heard that's getting quite big in uh, England now. Like South, they've got South Korean. Um, Gangnam Style. Like, no, 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 ages ago. I know. No, 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 they've got, they've got like. <laughs> they've got like clubs. They've got clubs. Oh like, yeah, like, I, you I saw, saw that, that yeah. thing. Yeah, and like all these people, they go into like clubs. And they're listening to South Korean music. I don't even know if they know what they're hearing, but they love the music. 
That's the yeah. weirdest thing. Like, I can't imagine. Well, actually, no. I can think of some like French songs which I like, or like. Yeah, I like Spanish some, songs. I like some French and Spanish songs, but, but like K-pop's are completely like yeah, unattainable. You can't even like guess what the words mean. It's the same like Despacito. Yeah, I don't know anything like what the lyrics of that song are. I don't <laughs> think they're too appropriate, if I'm honest. But like. It's just catchy music, and I think that's what gets people dancing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think like when I saw the video, so the video for um, if you see the same video, I'm not sure if you did for the K-pop one, where it's like um, this person was interviewing all these people that are at K-pop uh, club night, and they all look like standard people that you see yeah. like go to Fifth Ave or Forty Twos in town. <laughs> <laughs> they look, they didn't look. <laughs> so out of place yeah. when they were listening to it but it was like you can't it, imagine them being fans of K-pop yeah I they can't just, they fit the bill I, I can't imagine some of the people that I was seeing on that video no. having like uh, posters in the wall of uh, K-pop yeah. Yeah. fans it's really weird. I wonder if there's anyone in the war that likes K-pop I, I, well I I've listened to K-pop but yeah. I don't like I'm not big on it like no. I tried to like it but I just not really big into it. Yeah. But I think there will be. Yeah. No, it's nothing against you if you do. It's okay <laughs> if you do. We appreciate you. Lewis is calling you yeah, out right I'm now. I'm calling you right out. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's very interesting because it's not something that we find in England. I feel, I feel like Britpop, that's something we all grew up with and it's not... Yeah, Britpop, like your typical like Oasis yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't think we really grew up with songs that had foreign languages in it. You think? Like, well... Actually, yeah, that's true. Like, like most of the songs I listened to when I was younger, it's more American and yeah, British and, yeah, songs, yeah. isn't it? Like, I've you what, know what, what do you think about like people in the war? Like, do you think we're quite diverse in our music tastes? Um, so, I think the, I don't think each individual person's diverse in the music taste, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Anyway, hopefully, I get to know different people when they come on the podcast. Yeah, on the music taste. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I. From what I gather, is that different groups of people listen to different things. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've got, you know, Michael Stanley, Fernando, um, L, um, even Frankie, I know they're not in the ward anymore, but I yeah. mean, um, they listen to, like, rock and all they're into it. Obviously, they played in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, Abraham. Like uh, <laughs> Camilla, um, Annie, Annie uh, Callum. Callum. I think they all listen to kind of well. si- similar to yeah, James, yeah. Uh, Brad. I think they all listen to kind of like, I don't know. Ha- is it like, it's that like recent music, like. It's like, st- I feel it's like. They're going to hate me for saying this, but it sounds like chart music. Yeah, chart music. Like, yeah. old, like I remember Abraham. He was so, like. <laughs> It doesn't matter, he's going on a mission. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't kill him, like you can't do anything. But <laughs> I remember he, he was showing me the Manchester playlist, and that was a pretty decent playlist. Yeah. But all the songs he added, I was like, this is the exact same stuff. I yeah, saw. that's like, what I thought. Like, like free chart stuff. I added like that this is what I know about, and this is something that I'm insulted <laughs> by. Right, I am so offended. If you're out there and you did remove them, I'm offended, right? <laughs> <laughs> As a Mancunian. Uh, I added like a few classics, like classic songs. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like too old, they're like nineties songs. To the Manchester playlist, right? And uh they're all done by Manx as well, or yeah. Manchester band. Yeah. And they got removed and they oh, half the playlist was just like grime or like you know that recent chart music yeah. is like You want it to be diverse, don't I you? I can understand like you're keeping it to one genre for the playlist, but mix it, make it different than other conventions, you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd have been a cool theme, I think. Just like, you, you got the Manchester convention, and you got like Manchester. Because I was looking at some of the bands that have played in Manchester before, and you got like ones like, you know, Oasis, I think the Smiths were here years ago. The Oasis, Smiths, James. Um, yeah. You've got, um, oh, what's it called now? A lot of Britpop. Bitcoin, kind of yeah. Bands. But there are songs that people will be like, you know, singing on to. But Callum did make a fair point because I did ask why they were out removed. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, usually, like, if you play them in a club, because I made the point, like, if you play them in Manchester and you go to, like, Fifth Ave mm-hmm. and in a night, 
they play Oasis all the time and then all the students like start singing Don't Look Back in Anger or something. Yeah. Right. It's a bit cringy but it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then um what you said, people only sing along if they're drunk. Like they won't do it if they were sober, like yeah. in that Manchester convention. Yeah. So it's a fair point to be fair. Yeah. So Fair enough. Yeah. Um, um, so should so, we play in the second song? Yeah, song? the song I've got, um, it's called So Into You, and it was first played by a Canadian singer called Tamia in 1998. But the version you're going to hear, it was sung by Childish Gambino, like, in 2015, so... Uh, a bit childish. Yeah, it's great. Right, so here it is.
Dolce Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the song called? A So Into You. Yeah. It's the first time I've heard that song. It's very good. Yeah. I usually listen to like Childish is um, like rap ones, but yeah, that's a pretty decent one. What's some of the old ones? Yeah, some of the old ones. They are quite good. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of um? Oh, what's he called? He's like a a clown that like won American Idol or got big in American Idol or Americans Got Talent. And he's like a really good singer. You're not talking about the clown geo, that the rock band. You're not talking. No, about, no, you're talking no. about a rapper. No, no, no. He's not a rapper. He's just like a like a clown, but he sings. He's got a really deep voice, but he sings like amazing. You, wait, an actual clown. An actual. He dresses up like a clown. What? Right. Um, he won't hear this thing, but it's like he's amazing. <laughs> I haven't heard of him. Though. Oh yeah, he's very good. I'll play. I'll play a song on one of the podcasts <laughs> that he sings. He did a he did a really good cover of um, all the small things. Yeah. By uh, Blink One Eight Two, so I'll play that. Um, Singing clown. Yeah. So uh, what we wanted to say to you is, is um going along with Anthony's idea of a Spotify playlist for the award. Um, we're gonna list it as one. Is it one each? One, one song each. Yeah. yeah. One each. Um, it's just to basically gauge like, um, you know, what everyone's music tastes are, or like, um, and let's see what we come up with. Let's see what recipe <laughs> of a playlist we come up with. I'm wait. I'm waiting. I'm really waiting for someone to post like a fifty cent. Yeah, hardcore song on there or something like something really it's shocking. A, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really shocking song by someone you'd never, never expect it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'd hope like I would hope that if people post a song, it's like something not too mainstream it's, that everyone knows. I, I feel like yeah. if everyone posted that really personal song to them that they loved and only they love. Yeah, post like a. That'd be like the best kind of diversity. Yeah, post like a song that you really like that you think other people don't really listen know, to, li- listen to. Yeah. but don't make it too unknown that it's like you know not even on spotify yeah um, <laughs> so yeah um you were going to mention about you you've read a lot about stuff in the news oh yeah um so one of the things i was reading recently and like the thing is i've deleted uh the instagram app so like i can't really see what's happening presently but i was reading the um this forbes article and it was just talking about some of the, uh, like they call them influencers. It's these people who you can post on social media and they get paid for it. And it was talking about some people who they get. You, you basically post like a brand or something, you get paid for it. It was talking about how Kylie Jenner, um, she can do a, a sponsored post and she gets paid a million dollars for it. And there's there's other people in there as well. Like I think Cristiano Ronaldo, he got, I think it's he gets three quarters of a million every time he makes a post like that. Like Selena Gomez, like all these big names. And to think that you get that much money for like a post, it's disgusting. It's like yeah, it's it amazes me. Have you seen those like um, you know the big Instagram YouTube stars that like? Yeah. But you have know, seen that that little girl that um, I shouldn't really laugh to be fair, but it's still funny. What? She um she goes about and she like chats loads of like starts swearing and stuff, and like starts rubbish and she throws like money. She's like in Lamborghini and stuff like that. Oh, uh, you know what I'm on about. She's a, she's got like red kind of hair. Yeah, she's like um, uh, she's, she's American swears. Chinese, uh, American Asian like looking. She's not the cash me outside girl, is she? No, 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 she's not. That. <laughs> I was ca- thinking, cash me outside. How about that? How about that? <laughs> no, no. She, she gets a ton of money as well. Like. No, no, no. It's um, she's like, she she must be like eight or something. Yeah. I can't remember what her name is, but she's like, she just gets about and there's someone filming her. Yeah. In like a, a Lamborghini or something. And oh. she's like, I earned this. I earned this all that, and then start swearing and all that. It's it's not good, oh. but. It, and she's eight years old. Yeah, and she's like, she she's throwing all this like money and stuff, but then like, what does she what does she actually do so, to get famous? Like, um, she just, it was just her attitude. Do, does all these videos, but I think she started off with that money, because her mum was like in a famous or uh, a big big company worked in a big company. Yeah. And her, her mum recently got sacked from the company because she got too big, mm-hmm. and obviously her mum was on so, some of the videos as well. Yeah. But it's like. That's crazy. I don't know how you can let your kid, how you can like exploit your own kid like yeah. that. Like, it, 
Because it's not like let's say let's say in a few years time like her content kind of dies down, not many people watching it. Yeah. Like I don't know how she would get like a normal job or how she'd be able to function in society because everyone will always remember her as oh you're that you're that, that kid you're that yeah. swore yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And you got money like, and you'd cringe at yourself wouldn't you yeah like you'd be like I cringe at looking my own like yeah. when I look at my own videos <laughs> from years ago I always cringe I'm like oh I was so rude like yeah and at the time it seemed like oh I'm doing the best I can yeah but then you look back you're like oh yeah the, shut up the most cringiest ones are the ones where it's like you feel you thought you were cool at the time yeah. doing something yeah, yeah. and it's like you talk, you look at a picture or something you're like who are you like <laughs> <laughs> what is this <laughs> oh but you can make it's it's crazy how much money you can make just from doing that like yeah you know just from posting content online like I was I don't know if you know but if, if you're like big on YouTube um, usually people if you have like 10,000 subscribers I'll say I think for every thousand views you get, you get like two pound or something. So imagine if you had a video and you released it every day, you got like a million views. Yeah. That's like what? Two pound for every five, what? Every thousand people. That's like two hundred pounds. No, I'm working out two thousand pounds. You get two thousand yeah. pounds for yeah, my maths is so yeah. bad. What, what do you do at uni? Three <laughs> <laughs> level aerospace and I can't there we go. Maths. No, that's two thousand. We're not getting to space, people. <laughs> <laughs> not We're not getting to the moon. Not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. We're going to be space. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> no, that's yeah. It's about two thousand pounds for a million views. And if you posted that one video a day, you can make a decent amount of money just from like yeah. posting a video. It's and it's blows my it's mind. Like some of the YouTubers that are big, you talk about the most like obscure like yeah. topics going, and you like, really wonder does it actually matter what they're talking about? Yeah, like I mean, um, even what's big is uh, you know like videos for kids for like where someone will be doing something on Minecraft or like yeah. a yeah, Lego yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Like my cousins, they're always on their iPad now. Yeah, like they're only like what four or five. Uh-huh. They're always looking at their iPad watching these like YouTube videos. Yeah, and it was like. It's just absolute madness, like yeah. how much they must get from like all these kids watching, watching like just Lego. Watching you think about how, how many of those kids oh, watch those Minecraft. videos? Yeah, like, and they, they love Minecraft, they love Lego, they love toys, and they just watch it. Like they just consume, consume, consume. <laughs> my my um, my cousin Freya, she guess what she watches? What? She watches videos of you know Kinder Bueno eggs yeah. being opened again and again like so. that and it's massive and it's like <laughs> how 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 is this person like getting all these views from these kids watching <laughs> like all these eggs being open like you think about like if someone asks them what do you oh so what do you do for a living i open kinder eggs i open kinder <laughs> eggs post them to children online and i make absolute bank <laughs> <laughs> such a weird job <laughs> imagine being in a bar right and then you're like you with your non-alcoholic beverage, of course, and then, um, <laughs> and then, um, oh, you know, you want to go up to this girl and stuff, and you say, and she asks you, what do you do? And then it's like, <laughs> I open Kinder Bueno eggs. <laughs> it's like, you're not getting anyone. <laughs> but you, oh. you, you banked. So. You, you got money, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you ball, right? Yeah. That is such a weird, like, you think about how much, um, you think about how much, like, our generation has seen the world change. Like, you can actually make a job. Like, you can make a living off of doing something like that, like opening Kinder Eggs, like playing with Lego. You can make a living out of it, and that yeah. blows my mind. It's, it's, it's such a weird concept. It's like, yeah. especially if you went to, like, say, um, you know, like, all these third world jobs. Yeah. Where it's like, you yeah. know, they're busting, you know... <laughs> <laughs> The bust in their, um, their backside. Keep it PG, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna have edited anyway, so you know we can just buzz it out. Um, <laughs> so the bust in the backside off all day, like maybe collecting like plants or maybe like just I don't know fixing Sweat- shelves or something. Yeah. Whatever, all these sweatshops, yeah. and then you've got someone like here that's like just making videos like that, and that's it. Kinder Bueno eggs. It's like, it's like what? Are you, what? <laughs> Such a difference. But I, I think that I think that change in a way that change is good because it's moving away. Like I, for me personally, I really don't enjoy this nine to five work thing. Like it's it's killing me, and I've only done it for like the past five weeks. I've been doing it since I'm sixteen. now. But I mean, like, I think that change is good. That there's a limit to which you can change. So I, yeah. I, I think I wouldn't like me personally. I, I don't think I could 
like become an influencer per se. I don't think that would be very healthy. And I think people get sick of it if you do because you're doing the same thing effectively. Like you you make a video of your life, you send it, and that's it. Yeah. Or you open an egg, and that's it. Like you get very you want you want variety. Yeah. It's like yeah. variety is the and spice want, of life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You want to so. you know spice things up. So I think that change is good, but at the same time, I think I think in your job like nine to five jobs mm-hmm. you can find variety within the jobs yeah. but jobs like opening king of Renault eggs <laughs> you're not going to find much variety over them what's yeah. inside the egg yeah <laughs> I can't believe like, I can't even believe there'd be that many products in a Kinder Bueno egg like you think about how many little you know probably, little toy prob- things there probably isn't it probably is just like but I reckon there's maybe like a thousand two thousand yeah. so like, mm. and after that what do you do you'd have to branch out you'd have to do something new I think yeah I think it is clever how people can make money off of that. Yeah. Like, just had like such a simple idea like that, and you can. You know, make, it's interesting you know, how careers are gonna go. To be honest, in the next like ten years, yeah, fifteen years, I think, mm. especially well in my line of work, like with the introduction of AIs, yeah, like um, I don't want to go too technical on the podcast, but like, there's a thing called IBM Watson that a work colleague who previously was at IBM worked on, mm-hmm. and it's just scary how like. It's replaced um, so many jobs at IBM, yeah. like first line support jobs. I think it is going to replace a lot of jobs in the workplace for IT. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it's sad to say, but my role currently that I've moved to is like it's replacing a lot of jobs um, already. So it's scary. But I wonder what humans will do when everything starts be- to become automated. Yeah. Be like Wally. Have you seen Wally? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, yeah well, they're like they sit in those car things, and they've just got like an iPad in front of their face. Yeah. So for the so. benefit of people that haven't seen it, um, Wally, like it's in well in the future, and uh, you know everyone's sat. Uh, humanity's basically every human is sat in like a chair that's like going around, walking around, and everything's done for them, and it can just simulate everything through the chair. Yeah. I don't want it to go that way. <laughs> no. That. I, I, I think automation's good to an extent. Well, you, I think when you automate certain things, it's good. But like one of the, um, just one of the things I was finding just now, uh, I remember this way back in May. In Google, they had a um, like a conference, and so they were just showing off their AI, and they've got this thing called Google Duplex, and it's an AI assistant, and it can make an appointment for you. And they showed off this video, what they called a real business. Like, they literally said, okay, Google, book me an appointment for Thursday for my hair. And the Google Assistant, it made a call without the person even being on the phone. And it sounded, it was an actual voice. And this, this assistant, you know, it has a very human voice. And it made this call saying, you know, can I book an appointment for Thursday? And it doesn't sound at all like a robot. Yeah. And it even, like, it had this conversation and it even said, mm, and it hesitated. Yeah. A robot does not hesitate. And when, when you have that level of sophistication in an AI, it gets quite scary because... Well, I, I think if people rely on that too much, they lose these essential human skills like social interaction or you know good communication. And so, to a degree, I think this automation is a good thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's. Do you want to hear something scary? It's like Skynet. Yeah. Right. So like the guy that I work with, he got a snippet of the code. Yeah. And uh, from IBM Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he put it against his own AI that uh-huh. he's developed at home. Yeah. And I, the IBM Watson code. Assimilated his code, it's like took over his AI, right? It sounds like next level, but it, it is. And then um, it basically like runs all like his stuff. So, like, when he gets up in the morning, he like um, says, What what my appointments or what, what am I doing today? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what what I mean, um, and then he says, He's got all his um, house hooked up to the Oh, like machine. smart so like all the all his lights and stuff all smart yeah, furniture yeah, yeah. and stuff and so he's like turn xyz on and it yeah. turns on and stuff like that so that that's the way it's gonna go yeah. i think that's it's pretty gonna scary like, gonna, it, and the scary thing is, is ibm watson is on everything yeah it, it, because it, so in ai the other um, in case <laughs> actually going off the AI subject wait we'll have a song first and then we'll come back to it because I was part of something that's amazing right to say on the podcast wait, what, so the, next song, the next song is The Cure Boys Don't Cry um, we might cry after we this we might so. cry after that <laughs> 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 
Following on from what Rob was thinking on the AI conversation, the IQ of this conversation is about to decrease by about 10. Um, <laughs> right, so, um, like, the, it was a story, like, about in 2013 or something, and it was about um, uh, um, an AI that Microsoft, I think, developed. Uh, oh, it was a bot, well, it wasn't really an AI, it was kind of an AI. Yeah. That uh, Microsoft developed called Fernando or something like that. <laughs> and it was like uh, to basically simulate a 13 year old boy on Twitter. Um, and so, what it would do is it would analyze, it would look at um, Twitter's uh, data and then do an analysis of that and start posting. <laughs> posting comments based on that data um, and responses to people based on that data and it worked quite well <laughs> but because the data was full of trolls that it would just post racist like posts all the time <laughs> racist um, like really like anti um, like like misogynist like posts very uh, like anti posts and stuff like that <laughs> on Twitter and uh, <laughs> Microsoft opted to shut it down um, <laughs> because it was posting all this stuff. But it just goes to show, you know, if you get, if you make an AI based on humanity, it's like, jeez. <laughs> worst AI <laughs> the worst. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to post, I just wanted to say that rubbish. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, um, what we're going to do, uh, I suppose, this part of the show each week is we're gonna end on a nice note we're gonna end on a good note because um yeah i think we should um and i suppose it's to for one of us or the guest um whoever that may be next time <coughs> abraham um, um <laughs> is gonna be to share a nice story or an experience that you've had or that you've seen or that you've read on the news um so um <laughs> It's not really like a massively good karma story or like a really big thing, um, but it's the my own little ankle's good story. Um, so I was coming home from church like uh, after institute on Thursday, um, not this Thursday but another Thursday, and um, the uh, this woman who lives opposite me. So ev in my area, everyone kind of knows each other, but it's still quite a rough area. Um, but she came over to me and she's called Scott Chan. Um, so everyone calls her Scott Chan, right? Mm -hmm. She's Scottish, <laughs> she's called Anne. So that's oh, the way yeah. things work <laughs> in my area. So, and she's been living there, she's like an old lady. 
Um, she, she, wait, she's weird because she's like everyone calls her Scott Chan, but she flies an Irish flag out of a window. <laughs> oh, so it's, um, but anyway, each to her own. Um, but she comes over to me, and I'm like, this is strange because she don't really come over to me. And it was like late at night, eight o'clock. I was waiting for like a takeaway or something, and um, she's like, oh, you're the nicest, and then effing. Uh, you're the nicest dressed effing boy of uh, that li- that's like around here or something. <laughs> you know, you dress very well and stuff. She must have seen me like, um, you know, coming home from church like on Sundays or stuff in my suit where everyone else at a lot passes like in tracksuits and stuff. So it's like, uh, I just appreciated that like uh, comment by her. She didn't have to do it. She just came across the street and said that to me. So I was like, Thank you. And I was like really uh, chuffed about that. Yeah. Like in the day. Because I think people notice. Like I definitely have people notice that when I like when I'm out in a suit, people are like, you know, why are you in a suit? Because it is quite weird. Yeah. And yet, and we do it all the time at church. Like you know, especially on Sundays, especially at, like formal meetings, and we're out in like suits. In our best dress. Yeah. Like, we're very well dressed, and I think people always wonder like, you know, why are we doing this? Yeah, yeah. But it's nice for her to notice. Yeah, I think. Um, I think she's just probably, you know, one of those older generation that have grew up from through the fifties and sixties, and mm. where people would have wore suits all the time. Yeah. And then, um, going through the seventies and eighties, kind of like everyone's got tracksuits. Everyone, track everyone wears tracksuits and stuff. And, yeah. Well, it's just the area as well. Everyone wears tracksuits and stuff. So, mm. uh, she's probably not used to it. So, um, that's really my good thought. Good, oh, good thing that happened. Um, this is one that I had maybe a month or two ago, and um, so many of you know I served in the Greece Athens mission. I was in this area called Acropolis for four and a half months, and it's like the center of Athens. And we did a lot of contacting at this place called Syndagma. It's like a big square. It's kind of like um, oh, what what's this called? Like Saint Peter's Square here or Saint yeah. Anne's. So a lot like the squares here, and you just you know you talk to people in the street. And we talked to loads of people, and I don't remember all of them, but you have some interesting conversations with people. <laughs> but about two months ago, the sisters were telling me about this Greek guy called uh, Kostas. Um, and they were like, oh, we've got a member who speaks Greek, you know, uh, you know, come and meet him. So yeah. just before Institute, um, he's waiting in the lobby, and I come downstairs, and I, I see him, and I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going, Tikani? He's like, how are you doing? And he looks at me, and he says, hey, I recognize you. <laughs> and I was like, Right, where from? And he was like, yeah, I spoke to you in Athens. You were a, uh, a missionary as well. And I was like, no way. And it turns out this guy, the first time you heard about Mormons was from my companion, uh, Sam Peel. A lot of you will know him. Um, he was in this ward um, just over a year ago. But him and I, we talked to Kostas the very first time for about five minutes in Syndagma. And ever since then, you know, he'd heard about Mormons. He, you know, he reads a little bit about them. And because of that, you know, when he moved to Manchester... He uh, he met with the missionaries, he recognised their name tag, and he was like, hey, I'll come to church. And, you know, what a coincidence, you know, he came to this church and he saw me again. And I found it amazing, like, he actually remembered me from that long ago. I think it was because um, he just remembered, you know, what weird kids we are. Nobody really wears a suit and a tie in, in Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how he remembers us. But <laughs> it was pretty cool seeing that, you know, even when someone was contacted by a missionary so long ago, uh, like even later they can still investigate the church yeah and I, I think it just goes to show like the good work the missionaries do yeah or even like you know not to get down about not you know being able to bring that member to church at that current time mm. but maybe just you know like planting the seeds where they may you know think oh yeah you know yeah. these Mormon people yeah uh, like to talk to them again yeah because you know. that good impression I think it stays with them for the rest of their life and I think that's why even as members we're like we're almost ambassadors to the church because yeah. people know that we're like members of the church and they remember how we act and you know what we do and say. Mm. So I think every every little action that you do, even if you don't see people join the gospel immediately, you know it plants seeds. Yeah, I think it's nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's our nice stories um, to end the week. Um, um, if you want to get involved in this show, please let us know. You know, we're always looking for people to help out yeah. um, <laughs> well always we are starting <laughs> we need people to help just out just started we today. just started today let's say that now yeah so if you want to be in the show or you want to get involved please let us know um, we were always looking for guests we always we want the, our aim is to get the entire world in this podcast um, and that means the bishop brick as well yeah the bishop brick <laughs> as well 
Um, and hopefully, if we can expand it out to the state, we will. <laughs> but first award. Um, and please have a nice week. Please uh, enjoy yourself over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, if, if we do post this in the week, just before weekend. If not, just have a nice week in general. Um, yeah, the only Father loves you. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And have a nice week. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>